A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great pro-revenge story that leaves a boss walking on eggshells. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... I'm currently on holiday, and my new favorite pastime is having no patience for Instagram wannabe models. I'm in a very beautiful and historic country, and my new limit is two pictures before I'll walk into the shot. Just yesterday, a couple set up a camera on a tripod with a timer going for five minutes, whilst people around them tried to avoid their twirl shots. Not me. I just walked in front of the camera and read the materials about the beautiful palace gardens. She asked me if I would move out of her shot. I said, nope. I've been doing this for a few days now, and it feels freaking great, to be honest. You get to take a picture. You don't get to ruin everyone else's visit. I definitely think a couple picture rule is fine. You don't get to play pretend traffic controller and say you can or can't go somewhere. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, leave me to do the project all by myself till 2am, have fun panicking during the presentation. I've always been wary of group projects and partner projects slash work. With work, it would be fine if I did the whole thing because it wouldn't be much, but on projects, I feel like I'm more often than not exploited and taken advantage of because I'm a hard worker. Last month, we were assigned a partner project in our sports medicine class. We had to conduct an interview, make a board, rehearse a presentation, and write a lengthy essay. We had three weeks to do this, and I made a plan to split it up into equal parts. I told my partner all about this, and she was in agreement. I kept checking in with her throughout the duration before it was due, and I thought she was all good. I was done with my half and everything. Then to my surprise, she messages me, Sorry, can't meet up and help. I have ROTC. Keep in mind, she says this the day before the due date. This would have been okay. I tried to be understanding and just asked her where the materials she had used for the project were so I could continue. When I went to fetch them to work on it, it was completely empty. Our project board had nothing on it, and even the most simplest tasks weren't even done, which was to print images and credits. I would not accept a low grade. So I took it home and did everything by myself. I messaged her a few times with questions while working on it, to which she had very slow or vague responses, or none at all. She later stopped responding around 11pm. I stayed up till 2am working and I was livid. All I could think about was that she was probably sleeping soundly while I worked non-stop. I felt really bad I did it all myself because I really thought I could rely on her. She is my friend though, and I didn't want to break bridges. The lunch before the presentation, she frantically asked for me to explain the presentation to her and whatnot. I ignored her and later said I was busy. Right before the presentation, I ended up not giving her the note cards I made to help her. She really struggled and sounded very uneducated and stupid about the subjects. While I did very well, and it was obvious I knew the topic very well, She had to wing it and didn't even do it correctly. She wasn't even completely sure what the topic was, even though I let her choose it, and said lots of wrong information. Classmates and the teacher stared at her with judgmental looks, and it was obvious she was embarrassed. 
She looked as if she was going to have a breakdown or something. It lowered our point grade by 20 points, but it was worth it. I felt really good about it. Now I feel a bit guilty though. I don't think OP should feel guilty at all about it, but it does kind of suck that their grade got tanked for this. Our next story is, I put salt in my drinks to find out who's been stealing them. I, 23-year-old female, took my first job one month after I gave birth to my youngest daughter. It was difficult for me to work graveyard at a call center, and since I'm breastfeeding both two of my daughters, I couldn't always drink anything with caffeine. So in order to keep me awake, I make my own special drink. I always bring two bottles of it. I put the other one in the fridge in the pantry while I bring the other one with me on my desk. After lunch, I would grab my extra. After a while, I noticed that the bottles aren't full anymore, until one time it was just empty. I wanted to know who's been stealing my drinks, so I bought three bottles, two of those stayed in my bag. The extra third bottle? Instead of sugar, I poured a lot of salt. It was at least 30% salt. During lunch break, I placed the bottle in the fridge and waited patiently, and there she goes! She opened the fridge, went straight for my bottle, and chug, chug, puke, literally spit it at the floor and then ran to the toilet. I will never forget the look on her face. That probably won't stop her from stealing, so just to play safe. I never left any of my food or drinks in the fridge ever again. I once read a story similar to this where somebody was stealing lunches and somebody put dog food or cat food in. If somebody's stealing your stuff, I think it's fair game. I was saving that dog food for myself for later, bro. This next story is putting a little crap kid in his place. I got home from work today and there was a group of seven kids around 10 to 13 years old who were throwing snowballs around. So far so good, I don't mind them doing that, but as I was about to open the door, some of them start throwing the snowballs at me. I confronted them asking why they did that and that they should stop, which they didn't do because they felt super cool and confident in their group. I really had enough after today's work, so I went up to them, which they didn't expect, maybe because I'm a woman and they thought I'd rather back off. They got intimidated for a bit. But then one kid, who I'll call Little Crap from now on, got really cocky in front of his friends and started insulting me. So I distracted him a little while I grabbed some snow and then smeared it all over his face. I really didn't hurt him in any way. Well, maybe except for his ego, because the Little Crap really went nuts after this and tried to hit me. But I'm quite tall and trained martial arts for a while. So he was more like a angry dog trying to nibble at my fingers. So as he tried to hit me, he was more or less just swinging in the air, not being effective at all. It was freaking hilarious and I had to laugh, which made him even angrier. This was so satisfying and I think I'll cherish this moment of putting this little crap into his place my entire life. I hope his parents thank me for the free parenting I did. This next story is, send me a broken item and refuse to give me a refund? I cost you thousands of dollars. Six months ago, I bought a new kit of RAM off of Newegg.com and it arrived completely destroyed. I showed the video of me opening it for the first time and finding it broken. It was denied as consumer damaged and I wasn't issued a refund on my 300 Australian dollar kit of RAM. 
So I made it my mission to cost Newegg a lot of money. I'm subscribed to multiple different PC building advice subreddits, six different Discord servers, and a Facebook group. And every day I see someone who was going to buy their entire PC off Newegg, and I tell them about how they'll screw over their customers quite often, and there's no shortage of videos about how they cheat their customers. It's part of my daily routine to go and convince one person to not buy a full PC build, which can be thousands, to not buy off Newegg. Cheat me out of $300? I cost you thousands. I remember back in the day when Newegg was like the go-to for PC parts, but very quickly after a while it seemed like I could never find any decent deal on anything there. This next story is, you won't let my daughter sleep? We'll see about that. Had a neighbor years ago. He sublet his flat illegally to someone else. The original neighbor was a good guy, but the illegal was a complete Muppet. It was an afternoon, and Muppet decided he'd play his heavy thumping reggae very loud. The ornaments were shaking in my place. I went up to see him and he turned it down for a while. Not long afterwards, it went back up again, but even louder. I went back up to see him and we had words, but he turned it down for a while. It went back up again, but even louder. Daughter was very distressed. I went back up to see him and, unusual for me, I threatened him with violence. The reggae was then switched off. I left it a couple of days, but he was being a jerk doing stuff he'd never done before, like slamming doors, shouting at the top of his voice, silly but very annoying stuff. It was time for a lesson to be taught. Darling daughter spent the day with her grandparents. I turned my speakers on their back so that they were about 6 inches from his floor. I made sure my other neighbors were out and then put the best of the sex pistols on repeat at full volume and went to the pub for a few hours. I never had any issue with noise again. Honestly this is great, an eye for an eye. I honestly thought OP was just going to report the illegal sublet. This next story is a lot of snow, jerk neighbor, and a neighbor with a plow. We just got 14 inches of snow in a 24 hour period. My neighbor across the street decided to blow all the snow from his driveway right in front of my driveway. This guy is a major lawn care jerk, mows grass, blows leaves and tosses branches into the street constantly, super dangerous for motorcycles. I called my neighbor, Mr. Plow, and asked him if he could dig me out. He was thrilled to plow mine, two other driveways and some extra road snow to fill the jerk neighbor's driveway. He's been out there two hours trying to plow it out. Also, the county plow has filled the end of it back up. My only wish is that I could have turned on my garden hose and soaked it into a huge ice block. It's not going to stop him from being a jerk, but it's been wonderful watching him suffer. Our next story is, a subwoofer solves everything. I recently moved into a new apartment, When getting things set up beforehand, the building manager told me most of the tenants get along and are openly friendly but that some have issues that they deal with in a very loud way. It seemed a kind gesture to give a heads up there might be some unpleasantness. No worries. I met most of my neighbors right away and thought it was astounding how bonded they were. Especially when compared to my last neighbors, this place was a dream. Several of them were upfront about which unit was the bad apple and the things they had to endure, such as screaming, pretending she was being beaten, drugs, strange men, it's a secure building, and supposed animal abuse. 
Because these incidents usually happened outside city quiet hours, she would ignore the police when they responded to calls from the other tenants, or would scream through the closed door that she was okay and didn't need help, so there isn't much the police can do about her disruptive behavior. They could only advise that we contact the landlord slash building manager after each incident until there's enough complaints to be able to evict her. I didn't move in with much, so the apartment was largely empty and sound carried quite a bit. The unit I moved into was also unoccupied for several months before I moved in. So at first, I could understand her frustration with new sounds. But I wasn't going to be silenced by some jerk stomping on my ceiling because there's kids over. One of my friends who visited at first had little ones and was also a survivor of abuse, so the sudden angry stomping would trigger her anxiety when she came over. I did try talking to her for about two weeks after moving in. She and I are both reclusive. Communication was through the manager. But she started screaming through the door about how she has a right to peace in her home and throwing herself around her apartment immediately without listening to me speak at all. The next weekend... I got my things from my storage unit and was wonderfully happy to find my subwoofer. I like loud music and heavy bass and not having to listen to mentally ill control freak psychopaths who think they have the authority to silence me by stomping. She woke me up the next morning with her crazy, so I decided to be a nice neighbor and allow her to heal in her own way by playing my music loud enough to cover her thrashing and her top of her lungs screaming. The best part of that day was Doja Cat Boss Witch. The neighbor stomped slash punched the floor several times in quick succession, which was followed by a nearly identical bass beat. I could hear her screaming on the phone with the building manager about my music. I felt so sorry for the manager, making all kinds of threats to report me to all kinds of agencies and it made me smile that much more. Sadly, my sub was already on its way out, but it survived for a couple of weeks of grand concerts. She's been quiet for a few weeks, but has started up with the stomping again when she hears me in my apartment. Time for a new sub. The sad part is it sounds like to me there's no real end to this though. Like OP's getting revenge, but she's still freaking out upstairs. Our next story is petty revenge on my boss. This happened almost 12 years ago. I had a job as a secretary in a small factory making paper tubes, mailing tubes, etc., I, a single mom with a toddler who just started school. I was hired and given a temporary contract and was told it would be extended after a year and become a permanent contract, unless I was told two months in advance. After working there for three weeks, my boss decided to take a vacation and leave all customer handling and other important things to me. It was really overwhelming. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Foaming, but I managed. I even managed to get another large order. The job itself was fun. I interacted with customers, made all kinds of spreadsheets that made work easier, and took care of the online shop to keep it up to date and process and ship the incoming orders. Every Wednesday, when my child had time off from school, I worked from home, mainly to maintain the online store. When summer vacation came around, my boss took four weeks in the middle of it, leaving one week on either side of his vacation for me and my son and I had to have an extra nanny for those four weeks because while he was on vacation, I had to be working so the factory could remain open. When he hired me, he promised me that I would have time with my son for three weeks during the summer holidays. After almost a year, two months before the contract expires, he told me that I was not getting a permanent contract, but a six-month contract that would end on December 31st of that year but that would probably be converted into a permanent contract. Then in November, he told me I wouldn't get a new contract, but he wanted to hire a man who could do my job and also work in the factory. And I had to teach him how to do my job. So I taught that guy the ropes and showed him the spreadsheets I made. The man said, okay, with those I can manage, so you don't have to teach me what to do. Then, a week before I was due to retire, my boss asked me if I could come back during his summer break and work for him during his absence. He would pay me extra, and I said okay. My last day of work was just before Christmas that year, and I deleted all of the spreadsheets I created. He called me in June, two weeks before he went on vacation, and asked if I could come over a week early so I could get used to working there again. I said no. He had to close the factory during his vacation. This guy was treating you like some work-related booty call, just hitting you up when they could use you and dumping you when they don't want to bother. This next story is, don't be rude and keep your lid on. Happened tens of years ago, it was an employee on a power trip. I'm a quiet, rarely say or doing back anything kind of guy. I stopped at a gas station where you had to pay inside. In my state, they pump gas for you. So I had my slip and the guy behind the cash register was, well, I can't remember the exact details, but he was being rude and offensive to the lady in front of me, just berating her for not being able to pay him fast enough, and then started in on me for defending her, ending his rant with, what are you gonna do about it? That's when I saw my opportunity. So as he hands me my change, I flicked the top of his mega supersized lidless soda, teetering on the edge of the counter. It not only went head over heels, soaking him, but just flooded the area he was standing in. I was out the door, and he was on the intercom yelling bloody murder and call the police to the boys pumping gas. They asked me what was going on as I handed over my stamped paid receipt. I flashed a smile, said he thinks I'm to blame for his poorly placed soda. They all laughed as they clearly hated him and just muttered about what an idiot he was. Our next story is, that's right, you're stuck with me. 
So I was working in private healthcare facility about two years ago. I had been working as a receptionist for around six months when my new boss was hired. He seemed like a nice enough guy and we'd been out with a manager for a long while so as a team we were looking forward to having someone being the head of the department and communicating with the other departments on our behalf so we were able to get on with our work. At this job there was a 12 month probationary period and at around 6 months I started getting ill. My immune system was really low, flu here, tonsillitis there, list goes on. And when these things happened, I called in sick. When it hit the end of the year meeting to tell me if I'd passed probation, I was sent an email invite to a location for the meeting, the hallway. I blinked a few times wondering why is this meeting in the hallway and not in an office? Either way, I accepted as what else could I do really? I make my way out into the hallway where I'm told that I've not passed my probation and that this will be my last day due to my sickness. Now, I understand sickness can get you fired if there's enough of it. What I couldn't understand is why my boss wasn't accompanied by a member of HR and why this was happening to me in a hallway. After looking into my employment rights, it became quite obvious that I'd been treated unfairly, so I did what anyone would do. I opened a case against them, citing unfair dismissal, and after three months of them paying me my full wages, I won. I was asked what I wanted the outcome to be after winning, and I stated that I wanted to return to my job. The look on my boss's face when I returned that day was priceless. Upon returning, HR were far more involved than before, as you can imagine, and insisted on setting up a meeting between myself, them, my boss, and a medical professional to address the amount of time I'd been off sick. In the meeting, I was told in no uncertain terms that I could not take time off due to sickness. I asked, what if I'm truly too unwell to come into work? Their reply was as follows. If it were a disability, such as multiple sclerosis, we would be happy to assist to you. However, it seems to be a weakened immune system, therefore you must make every effort. Ironically, at this moment, I was actually losing the sensation in my legs. At the time, I thought this could be stress-related, as I had just returned to a job that had fired me in a hallway, but can you guess what it was? Oh, yes, it was. I was having a multiple sclerosis attack. My first. Later that evening, my numbness spread up into my chest, and for two weeks after this, I was on the respiratory ward, wondering if I'd have a job when I returned. Once I left the hospital, I had some problems with my balance and was unable to walk properly for a further three months. But the moment I got my formal diagnosis, you bet I called my boss and said, so it's multiple sclerosis, guess you can assist me after all, thinking, that's right buddy, you're stuck with me now. I only spent another six months in the job after all that, mostly because I didn't trust anyone to deal with my case. But I did enjoy watching my boss walk on eggshells that entire time. I suppose, depending on where this is, maybe it's an at-will kind of thing, or maybe it's a different country, but I feel like most places you can't fire somebody because they're just sick too often. Am I wrong? This next story is Petty Revenge the Canadian Way. 
Over the course of the past summer and fall, my significant other and I have had some issues with the new neighbors that moved into the top apartment of the triplex we live in. They're fairly inconsiderate with some things like not sorting their trash and recycling, but most of all with the parking situation. There are three parking spots with their own individual driveway, but the thing is, this family owns two cars, and on many occasions, they would double park their other vehicle in front of our driveway, blocking us in. At first, it wasn't that big a deal. We would just ask them to politely move it, and someone would come down and move the car. Then it started becoming a constant thing. My fiancé would be leaving late for work. Even at some points, they wouldn't answer the door when we would ring the bell. Eventually, it got to the point where the police were called. They came and gave them a warning and told them the next time they would show up, a ticket would be issued. This didn't solve anything because the very next day, they continued to do the same thing. We called the police again, and they would take a long time to show up and the family would just move their car before the authorities would get here. Fast forward a few months to winter time, and my part of Canada received its first major snowfall, where we received 12 inches of snow. Me, being the fairly passive-aggressive person that I am, decided to take my opportunity to extract my petty revenge once and for all. While shoveling my driveway, I piled up all the snow right onto the front of theirs, blocking in their car. This morning, their entire family was out in full effect trying to dig their car out. They don't own a shovel and ask to use ours. They're also under the assumption the city did this. I've been laughing maniacally to myself all morning while drinking my coffee and eating breakfast. All that just to say, please be considerate of your neighbors and don't double park. 100% the most annoying thing is you call the police and you're just waiting for them to bust them but they just take their sweet time. I mean, to be fair, it's not like high on their priority list. Our next story is, don't be rude to people who give you stuff. Today, I went to my local thrift store to drop off a donation. I pulled up beside the donation doors. There was no one else in line. This employee, we'll call him Chad, proceeds to berate me for not following the poorly signed route to get to the donation doors. He was very rude. He took my stuff and gave me the customary 20% off coupon as a courtesy for donating. Well, he threw it onto the passenger seat of my car. I was pissed off but drove on. I drove straight to the parking lot and parked. Here comes the petty revenge part. See, I've been downsizing quite a bit this year so I've been donating a lot of stuff. In fact, I have 15 of these 20% coupons in my car. I took a whole stack and went into the store. I handed those coupons out to everyone I saw, especially to customers with full carts. People loved me. I wasn't going to use those coupons, but screw you, Chad. Don't treat people like crap. Your actions resulted in your employer losing 20% of 15 sales today. Our next story is mad over a parking spot. I work at a grocery store. Most of the employees park to the side of the building, but it's also close to the front doors. I parked in the same spot roughly every day along with all of my other co-workers. I was leaving work yesterday and I was about to get into my car when a lady pulls up in front of my car and rolls her window down and starts yelling at me saying, how dare you be so inconsiderate and park in a handicapped parking spot when you're clearly not handicapped. You need to move right now so I can park there. I explained to her that I'm not parked in a handicapped parking spot. There's no handicap signs or blue markings, and that I'm parked where most employees park. 
and if she gives me a few minutes, I'll move so she can take my spot, but that wasn't working for her. She started going off on me about being ignorant and rude and inconsiderate of people who actually need that spot when right in front of where I'm parking are three open handicap parking spots directly in front of the store and this lady also has nothing that indicates that she's handicapped. She looks like she's maybe in her 40s and yes I know a lot of disabilities you can't see so I proceed to tell her again that I did nothing wrong. I'm not parked in a handicapped spot and that a lot of the employees park here. She refuses to move and decides to continue screaming so I just get in my car and shut the door. She backs up so I can get out while still screaming at me for being ignorant that I parked in a handicapped parking spot so I decided I didn't have to be anywhere and I'm moving into this parking spot. Also there's multiple other parking spots open around me. So I sit here, turn my radio up so I can't hear until she finally gets mad at people honking at her for blocking the way and moves. She parks, not in any of the three open handicapped spots, and gets out her car, slamming her door shut while still giving me an ugly look. She got halfway to the doors when I finally decided to pull out and leave. She started walking back to her car. I'm assuming to move her car into the spot I just pulled out of, when another car pulled up and parked in it. I know this isn't the best petty revenge, but it was still satisfying to see that other car pull in and take my spot after me. I'm sure she was pissed. I kind of wish I would have drove past her to see how mad she was. Update, I got into work this morning, and Karen had went into my work after all this and asked to speak with my manager. She told him that she had seen me leaving and waited for my spot and I was extremely rude to her. She told him once I noticed her waiting for the spot that I got out of my car and started yelling at her that I was saving the spot for someone else and that she needed to move along. She said that after I yelled at her, she nicely told me that the spots are not allowed to be saved for anyone and that she needed that spot due to just of having been at the doctor's and had a horrible chest infection and wasn't supposed to be out in the cold for long periods of time due to this and she was forced to park at the back of the parking lot. She did park in the back but there was a lot of open spots closer, ones even closer than I was that weren't handicapped. I told my boss my side of the story and told him to check the camera and seen everything I said lined up and that she was the one that started it and said I did exactly what he would have done. He told me that she said she would be back to find out how things have been handled and I better be fired for it. He gave me a mile card, a $5 gift card that the store employees get when they do something good or get a compliment from a customer and said if or when she comes back in that he'll handle it and he'll be saving a copy of the video and is sending it to corporate with the details of what happened in case she decided to call corporate and complain. All I know is, is that manager sounds awesome and it's nice to know somebody up high has your back. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.